0: Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is Season 2, Episode 39, Miracles, Do They Happen? Well, we know that miracles did happen in Bible times. You look at the Old Testament, you can clearly see lots of them. I mean, creation, Noah uh, with the flood and the, the prophecy of it, and then the rainbow afterwards. You look at Moses and Exodus, uh, especially Chapter 7 and 8. Um, he turned the rod into a serpent, picked it back up, and it became a rod again. The ten plagues of Egypt people are familiar with. We know that miracles happened in the New Testament as well. Uh, Jesus did miracles. His first miracle was turning water to wine in John 2, 7 through 11. His second miracle was healing a nobleman's son just by speaking. And that's in John four fifty two to 54. Jesus himself rose from the dead. Uh, His disciples did miracles. There's a lot of cool ones people may not have heard about, but Acts 3.2, the lame man was healed by Peter and John. Acts 28.3, the venomous snake bite, um, where everyone expected Peter to die and he didn't. He just shook it off and it was no big deal. Acts 5.15, Peter's shadow as he walked by healed the sick. Matthew 10.8, the disciples were told by Jesus to heal and raise the dead. So it's not a question of whether or not a miracle can happen if you're a believer in the Bible and Jesus Christ. But what is the mark of a miracle from God and and do they happen today? That's the question. There's two marks of a miracle from God. Number one, the person doing the miracle has to give God the credit. Mark 9, starting in verse 38 says, and John answered him saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. And he followed not us, and we forbade him because he followed not us. So they're saying, hey, he's not one of us. He's some stranger that we just met who's casting out devils in your name. But Jesus said, forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me, for he that is not against us is on our part for whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to christ verily i say unto you he shall not lose his reward so he's saying if you see people doing miracles in the name of jesus christ jesus gets the credit god then he's on our side in this battle of good versus evil the devil is not going to do a miracle and give jesus christ the credit he'll give himself credit or the the person doing the miracle credit or or credit to the government or some powerful organization or to technology or whatever so that's the first thing is is god getting the credit and then of course obviously the miracle has to be real it can't be faked all right and any prophecy that this person speaks must actually come to pass deuteronomy 1822 says When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. Obviously, if it's not a real miracle, if it's a fake or a hoax or it's temporary or slate of hand, it's not from God. All right. So that's kind of the other Test of it there is it real and do they give God the credit? That's what you got to think about as far as the, the the mark of a miracle from God. If you think of in the past televangelists that have healed people and stuff like that, that's been debunked years ago. I'm not even going to go into the different names because some of you probably listened to them, but. <laughs> The miracles that they did, uh, I think it was 60 Minutes, um, that went in and and like spied on them and and did an actual TV show about it and found out that people had to sign in. So they had the names of the people and where they were from uh, to be part of the audience. And then people, there was a whole team of researchers on computers going through mail, trying to find anything they could about the people that were there in the audience. Browsing MySpace, job boards, public records databases, any letters that had been sent by these people saying that they had a problem. And then they would talk in an earpiece to the televangelist, and then somehow he would miraculously know and call out somebody's name or, or build up to it and say, you know, someone's having a problem back at home with their with their cousin. He's eight years old. He's lame. And I, I'm telling you, Oh, and and a name's coming to me. And meanwhile, they're telling him all this stuff in earpieces of information that they've gathered about these people. Then he'd call someone up there and the person would be ecstatic on stage and, Oh no, I've never met you. I've never told you this stuff. And, and this is clearly from God that you know this and thank you. And they'd pray over them and, you know, knock them out in the spirit or whatever. And, And these people would, think that a miracle had been done because this prophet of God, this televangelist, had, had done something miraculous. It was a lie. All right. If you can disprove a miracle, it's not from God. Okay. but we do know that God has done miracles in the past. So the question is, should we ask for miracles today or should we be surprised if God does a miracle today that we actually see? Well, first of all, Paul asked this question of King Agrippa in Acts 26.8. He said, why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? It should not be something out of the realm of possibility in your mind if you believe in God. Okay. Now, I have heard, so secondhand, you're hearing, you know, thirdhand stories. Present day, you know, in the last 20 years or so, missionary stories, When I went to Bible college, uh, there was one missionary uh, to Europe that had a revival meeting. He was preaching the gospel and a person came up to him afterwards and asked him how he knew his mother tongue, his African tribal language that nobody outside of his village knew. Apparently, this guy speaking English was speaking in tongues after First Corinthians 14. You read that about how it's actually done. And the man understood it in his own language. It wasn't gibberish. And he came to know Jesus Christ because of that. There was another missionary uh, in the Congo that, and I can't remember the guy's name who told me about this, but this was in my missions class. I still have his book. I'd have to look it up. But he couldn't get anyone in the village to listen to him until he walked on coals like the witch doctor did. And after he walked on the hot coals, he was expecting to be laid up, you know, for several days. And he said, no matter what happened, he was going to bind his feet up and stand up there and preach the gospel after he walked on the hot coals, because that's the only way they would listen to him because their witch doctor did that. So he got done walking across the hot coals. He stood up there and preached the gospel. Meanwhile, he's shocked that his feet were not burned and turns out the whole village and the witch doctor actually came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because of what he did, because the witch doctor told him every time he did it, he burned his feet, but he actually smoked something beforehand so that he didn't feel the pain. God still does miracles today in places where people need them. Here's one too. I've, I've got the book, A Table in the Presence by Lieutenant Kerry Cash. He was a chaplain in the army that went over, I believe it was in 2002 after 9-11, and there are stories in there of the men in Iraq who saw some things that cannot be explained other than by a miracle of God. And this lieutenant, when he got home on on leave, he wrote this book in like two or three weeks before he had to go back and had his wife get it published and everything. Again, the name of the book is A Table in the Presence. And it's based off of Psalm 23 that thou prepares the table in the presence of mine enemies by Lieutenant Kerry Cash, an awesome book with some great modern day miracles. I myself have had, uh, miracles happen, but not to that extreme. Mine were prayers that were directly answered. I had a car wreck when I was 15, three times my youth pastor and my father prayed and it came to pass like, just like that. This is one of my like life verses now because of that experience in my car wreck when I was 15. James 5.13, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any married? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now there's a whole other sermon on that, the anointing with oil and everything, but that was not done to me. It was just a simple prayer. Verse 15, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Here's the verse, James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I had miracles happen when I was laying in that hospital bed. I had that verse engraved on a silver coin and I still carry it in my wallet to this day. So that was 32 years ago. Miracles will also happen again in the end times. So look at what uh, Paul said in Acts from the time of the disciples until the end of the tribulation, Acts two seventeen, And it shall come to pass in the last days says God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Now, You can argue that that was specifically only to the 12 disciples because of the previous verses, right? Now listen to this, verse 19 and 20, clearly speaking about the end times. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, revelations, and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Now, let's not forget the other side of that. Not only will will there be miracles by all kinds of different uh, humans, Christians, But Satan and his demons will do miracles as well with the Antichrist. So Mark 13, verse 14, all the way to the end. But when you shall see the abomination of desolation, that's the three and a half year mark where the Antichrist desecrates the temple. Okay. Spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing where it ought not let him that readeth understand. Then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains and let him that is on the housetop not go down into the house, neither enter therein to take anything out of his house. And let him that is in the field not turn back again for to take up his garment. But woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. And pray ye that your flight be not in the winter. For in those days shall be affliction such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time. Neither shall be. So here we go. The end in times, right? And except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he hath chosen, he hath shortened the days. Revelations 20, verse 1 through 5, I believe is what that's talking about. And then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect, which it will not be possible. That's why he's got the word if in there. But take ye heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. So there will be prophets, signs, and wonders from the false prophet and the Antichrist, right? You look at the revelation, the 144,000 Jews that the Antichrist cannot harm, that are going to be prophesying and doing signs and witnessing to people. Clearly, if the Antichrist can't harm them, there's going to be miraculous things that save them. Somebody points a gun at them and tries to shoot them and the bullet doesn't shoot. I don't know. But there's going to be miracles to save those 144,000 Jews. Don't forget the two witnesses that kill their enemies with fire out of their mouth. Miracles, right? And then possibly even everyday Christians. You look at 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 1, it says, "...now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed." And that no man say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Gifts of healing. To another, the working of miracles. Now, he's talking to the church here. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work at that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, you can make your arguments that that was only for the first hundred years after Christ during the lives of the apostles. You can make that argument if you want to. I don't believe that. I think it is for the church age for the entire time until Christ comes back. So here's the conclusion about miracles. Do they happen today? Can they happen today? Well, number one, God can do it. Hebrews 13, eight, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. We know he did it in the past to deny that he can do it now. Now, is to say he's not God, or not the same God. So we know God can. But we must not blindly believe someone who does miracles. We are to test the spirits. 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is it in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So yes, miracles can happen, but you have to be careful. God can do anything and greater is God than anything that we will ever come against. So I want to leave you with this. Um, Always, always, always read your Bible. Look up the verses I've given you. Acts 17, 11. They were more noble because they searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. The people who were noble in Paul's day were those who did not blindly listen to Paul, but went back to the scriptures to verify the things that Paul, the apostle of God, told them. Always read your Bible. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you all.